Hello everyone and welcome to episode 13 of the Batman Universe Podcast. I'm your host Dustin and we have... This is Chris. And this is Apple. And we're going to bring you all of your movie news. TV news, general news, merchandise news, video game news. As well as a listener response, or a listener Q&As. And today's feature slash spotlight character is going to be, we're going to discuss Two-Face. So... Um, let's get into it. We're going to try to cover as much as we can. I will say, I know we are, as always, it's becoming a habit. We're a little behind, but we are going to make up for it. Um, if you have been listening, we started a Batman Universe comic podcast, which is available on the same website, batmanuniversepodcast.podomatic.com, where we talk about nothing but comics. So those of you who are comic fans... You need to check that out. We already have an episode up that we put out last week. And this next week we'll do another one of those. And then next um, weekend, early, uh, pretty much the week prior, or the, the few days prior to the movie coming out, we're going to do a special edition podcast where we're going to talk about um, the very little bit of movie news that's left right before the movie comes out, as well as spotlight character slash feature where we talk about nothing but the Joker. So, get excited about that. Yeah. Apple, are you excited about that? I cannot even contain myself <laughs> right now. <laughs> that, the next podcast, guys, we are going to go all out. It's going to be so tight. <laughs> so be looking for that starting next Sunday, but it'll definitely be out by no later than the Wednesday before the movie comes out, that we have a chance to listen to it before the movie comes out. So, let's get right into movie news. June 18th, MySpace gets taken over by Dark Knight. If you log down to MySpace that day, similar to any other day, um, the main website, or the main homepage of MySpace had a Dark Knight theme where the trailer was playing up in the corner, and then they had like a background that was Dark Knight, and it was, it was pretty cool. So... That only lasted for that day. <clears throat> On June 19th, new viral game out. WhySoSerious.com slash Laugh Till It Hurts. And basically, it was a game led to... It was just a viral game. There's been a bunch of viral games coming out. We'll get more into that. Um, yeah, there's nothing special about like winning that game or anything, is there? I played three rounds, and it just seems like it just keeps on going, and nothing special about winning or losing. Well, beating the, if you beat the game, which there was a specific way you had to beat it, it would actually open, uh, it would reward you with the link of whysoserious.com slash laughtillithurts slash static.htm, which was a security camera video. Basically, it was a security camera that was pointed on the docks, and then halfway through the video... Like two thirds through the video, there was a the picture of the Joker popped up, but it was the same picture that was v- the very first thing that was released through this viral stuff. So that really wasn't anything new. <clears throat> All right, so June twentieth, um, the fifth TV spot came out. Nothing, nothing new there. There's actually within <laughs> this podcast. There's like a, a ton of new TV spots, but on June 20th, there's a new one. Um, also, June 20th, 
<clears throat> there was a new email from Jim Gordon that went out to, and it said, To all MCU personnel, with the probe into the money laundering operations of the Go- Gotham mobs well underway, I wanted to thank you for all your hard work and ask you to keep your eyes open. We all know that the mob can be quite ingenious when it comes to money laundering schemes. MCU must be just as ingenious in trying to root out these schemes, root these schemes out. Please, in your everyday life, as well as your work on the job, keep a lookout for anything out of the ordinary that may signal a money laundering scheme. Overheard conversations, suspicions of stores you frequent, etc. Every is a everything is a fodder for this critical investigation. If you have any tip, any leads, tips, or information that you can that can help out the major crimes unit crack this murky network of banks, businesses, and people who run them, do not hesitate to contact me. Thanks, Jim. So, those and the people who received that email were the people who were involved with that Operation Slipknot that happened way back when. It's all with the April Fool's joke, right? Yeah. Also, June 20th, Gotham Cable News is updated, and pictures of the Batman sightings are able to be viewed. So, if you, the people who sent in pictures of Batman sightings or videos... They were able to be viewed, and Gotham Cable News got updated on that date as well. So, June 21st, a bat suit and a small-scale tumbler are displayed in Times Square. Now, I read this on a website, and I saw pictures. It didn't really explain where in Times Square it was. It just kind of said in Times Square. Times Square is pretty big, so that really wasn't the greatest information. But somewhere in New York... Around Times Square, a bat suit and a tumbler you, you, was able to be seen. So if you're in New York and you have seen it, let us know by emailing us at BatmanUniversePodcast at Yahoo.com so, or send us pictures so that we can find out just a little bit more information than what we found out on the website that we checked. So. Right. I wonder if it was the one that they were talking about in uh, where that Toys R Us is located in Times Square. They had a Batman suit in it. Also, uh, the small scale. Well, it's a it's a similar small scale tumbler, but uh, it's supposed to fit the the deluxe movie figures in. I wonder if that's what they were talking about. That that would be that would be something we need somebody from New York to confirm. So email us and let us know. Hmm. So, June 23rd, the sixth TV spot came out. Also on the 23rd, Wired.com has an article about the Dark Knight. I'll provide a link to that, so you can check that out. Um, in viral news, on the 23rd, the second episode of Gotham Tonight is added to GothamCableNews.com. Um, basically, as I reported in the last podcast, you can get the pod, or you can get the episodes through Comcast On Demand, on Fridays, and then on Monday at, on, at noon, they post to the site. So that date, they post it to that site. Alright, June 24th, 7th, 8th, and 9th TV spots are out. I don't know about you guys, but there's a lot of TV spots out. Sounds like it. They're ramping up. Yeah. And uh, me and Dustin were talking about one of those spots that was released in one of those days, and... Uh, it's a pretty interesting uh, scene in there. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler <laughs> yeah, alert, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Okay, if you don't want to be ruined, if you don't want anything ruined, 
this is the time where you fast forward. I'll try to take <laughs> no more than a minute to talk about this. Or should we just tell them uh, the second that they should go and look at the treasure for themselves and choose their own fate? No, I'm going to ruin it. I'm going to ruin it. (laughs) I really wouldn't consider this a spoiler since it's it's been on TV. I just noticed it. They've probably already seen it, and they've probably already seen it. It's huge, listeners. If you have no idea what we're talking about, don't listen. It's. I I don't think I don't consider it that huge, but. This is basically the thing. If you watch, I believe it's the sixth, sixth. Yeah, sixth TV spot, and I'll provide a link to it on the website to YouTube. You watch the sixth TV spot. At exactly 27 seconds into the TV spot, it's like they're showing, it, you know, this July 18th, it'll say words across the screen, and then it says at the bottom, PG-13. If you pause it, you will notice something that I've ne- I haven't heard anybody talk about at all. The little platform that they show in the other trailers that the Batmobile or the the tumbler goes up and down on some concrete elevator like thing. There's a figure standing on that elevator thing as an and it's going down. I'm not gonna ruin it, but go if you want to know what this is, go watch go watch the TV spot on YouTube. Pause it exactly 27 seconds. Look at the figure standing there. And you will be like, oh my god, I've seen this Santa trailer. Claus. I've seen these trailers a ton of times, but I never realized it. And that's why I've got an eye for these things. So, check it out and email me. And let me know what you guys think. Well, first of all, let me know if you guys realize who the figure is. And if you realize it, why that figure is there. So, Black right. boots and red pants and a big green sack. It's not Santa. <laughs> I promise you it's not Santa. I'm not it's wasting Joel your time. Joker did us all a favor and killed Joel Shoemaker. Yes. I tell, I tell you what, listeners. When I did that at the 22nd second, I just got up to... I just started jumping around and I was, I was just so happy. <laughs> but you have to find out for yourself, so... It's up to you if you choose that fate. <laughs> As someone who doesn't want to know these things, let me tell you, I saw it and I was pissed. And it was all ruined <laughs> thanks to these two idiots. I, 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 I swear I, I they didn't They sent me know. a picture and didn't tell me what it was, and it was that freeze frame. I'm like, I, I, oh. kid you not, Chris. I kid you not, Chris. Dustin did not ruin it for me. He just said, did you go look at that trailer real carefully? And I was like, okay, well, I went back and looked at it, and, I, and, and then when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. And I, I was just happy. I, I was a kid in a candy store. I was just so happy, and I, I wanted to run around my living room just, like, all happy. <laughs> it's that good. So, you might want to check it out just because you, ne- you need your little fix of Dark Knight beforehand. And if you see it and hate what you see because you feel like it was spoiled, feel free to email us at BatmanUniversePodcast at Yahoo.com. And I'll take full credit attention, for you. Yeah, attention Dustin and Apple, excluding Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so also on the June on June 24th, uh, there was a new HaHa ha Times. Um, also, um, there's a new website that was found based on the Gotham Tonight episode, the second episode of Gotham Tonight. There was a new website called Pasquelsbistro.com is found. 
and that ties into something else um, later on. On June 25th, the Joker cell phone owners are contacted and sent pictures showing various purple shapes on a green background. A complex cipher system uncovered a hidden message with the picture that eventually led to whysoserious.com slash redballoons, another carnival game. Beating the game brings up a note from the Joker referring to the murder of two of Maroney's men. And basically the, the note is supposed to link up a couple different things, an episode of Gotham Tonight, uh, that note, and then the security video is supposed to link it all up to make it seem like the Joker eliminated a couple of the Maroney's men that wasn't like following along with what was going on or something. Alright, uh, the Two-Face clip that we mentioned in the last podcast at whysoserious.com slash myhero was taken off and replaced with a hidden cryptic message that basically read, uh, Hero Today, Gone Tomorrow. Also, on the 25th, a lot of stuff, Michael Jai White, who plays Gamble, did an interview with BlackFilm.com. I'll provide a link to that so you can check that out. As well as uh, MTV had an exclusive clip of Batman Gotham Knight. Now, the one thing that I'm not liking about all these exclusive clips of Gotham Knight is, Gotham Knight is only probably like 70 minutes long. If every site has an exclusive clip that's 5 minutes long, you can pretty much watch the entire movie. (laughs) <laughs> because there was, I know, f- at least three sites that I came across that all had their own little exclusive clip, and each one of them was like five minutes, so you basically just watched a fourth of the movie. I mean, it's not in sequence, but at the same time, you're kind of ruining it for yourself. Right. Yeah, to, to fans, um, just, uh, if... if I would suggest don't do that. I would say just just wait. We we have until Tuesday. It's almost here. You can see the whole DVD. <laughs> exactly. All right. June 26th, the Comcast site updates with more behind-the-scenes looks as well as an international trailer. Now, if you're Chris and you don't like spoilers that aren't really spoilers, <laughs> don't go to this site because they're the little behind-the-scenes things that they have on there are they're behind the scenes they show you some stuff that you know happened during the movie nothing that's going to spoil anything for you like they had one about you know them filming in Chicago and why they like Chicago instead of filming someplace else or making a fake you know fake stage town or whatever so i thought i watched them i didn't see anything that i didn't see anywhere else and I think it'll be fine if you go see it without having to worry about spoilers. So, June 26th, Warner Brothers releases a ton of new images to include a picture of, basically, it's the pictures that we've all seen leaked prior, only now they're officially out. It's the scene scenes where Batman's standing behind Joker in the interrogation room, there's pictures of Maggie Gyllenhaal in a very similar room that looks like the interrogation room. There's pictures of Two-Face standing in front of the bat signal, Two-Face holding the silver dollar, various different things. Nothing that if you if you keep up with the stuff 
which if you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't keep up. That's why you listen to this. But if you keep up, these pictures have been out. You, you're not going to see anything that's going to ruin anything. So, um, June 26th, ticket sales are selling out everywhere. Um, basically, if you want to see an IMAX midnight showing and you haven't bought your tickets, uh, you're not going to. Oh, that reminds me. I've got to go there right now. I keep on forgetting to do that. Because the yeah. IMAX is pretty much everywhere. The, there's a midnight showing on IMAX. They're reporting that they're all sold out. Uh, mm. You might get lucky. You might get lucky. But see, they're saying they're sold out everywhere. Um, a lot of the big city towns or the big population towns like Chicago, New York, L.A., the, the theaters were sold out of tickets within the first three days, and some of them were even putting in a 3 a.m. showing of The Dark Knight because mm. they were out of theaters to play The Dark Knight in. Right. I, know, I, um, I, I already got my tickets for that one. I got <laughs> for mine. The 3 Yes. Well, no, no, not at 3 a.m. I'm gonna be at okay, the midnight. Okay. I'll be at the midnight. I need to get some sleep so that way I can be up <laughs> at 10 a.m. in the morning and go catch the next one. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because uh, I know, I know over here, um, the the theater's websites already had showings, not only midnight showings, but Saturday and Sunday showings were sold out at certain times. And um, what I uh, last went onto the website, um, I believe they opened uh, two or three more theaters. Uh, within the IMAX theater, so they're going to be showing, uh, I think, Dark Knight in about six screens. So uh, it looks pretty huge. And when I drove, uh, when I was driving by there uh, after work, um, they had a big old. It looked like almost like a spray painted Joker face on the side of the of the whole movie theater. So that was looking. It would look pretty tight. I'm pretty excited. Mm-hmm. It's something to be excited about. So. Mm-hmm. All right, June 27th, um, various media outlets, or, well, I shouldn't say media outlets, but press, have seen The Dark Knight and not only say it's amazing, but that Ledger does deserve an Oscar for it. Um, The advanced screening for the press was on the 26th, and they watched it, and pretty much everywhere on the... Uh, that Friday, the 27th, everyone was talking about it. It was on David Letterman. He said he saw it, and it was incredible. I mean, everybody who's anybody in within media was mentioning it, mentioning something about The Dark Knight that, on uh, June 27th. So, all this hype that we've been hearing that Ledger you know, could really get an Oscar for it, it could be true a lot, if all these media people are right. I mean, obviously... We'll have to wait and see until we actually see it, but just based on the performance that we've seen in the trailers, it's, my opinion, Oscar-worthy. I, I think his, uh, <clears throat> I, uh, like how we were, we were talking about this um, before we started recording, I mean, it's, um, it's getting that buzz. It's, it's, it's definitely getting that buzz, and it's, it's reminding me of the, the 89 movie so much with, where it's in the media. It's, it's everywhere you're starting to look. The Dark Knight is there. It wasn't there for Begins, because Begins was, it's just like they were trying to revamp it and trying to get, get the energy back going. This seems that the energy is really getting to that spike point of 89. And uh, when they were talking about Joker getting to maybe being uh, being in contention for Oscar, I, I, I'm just, I'm like so shocked but amazed but happy at the same time. 
But see, if this, if it actually it does get nominated for an Oscar, it puts superhero movies into a whole new light, and makes like uh, Kevin Smith made a, he saw the movie and made a comment that this is that the Dark Knight is actually equivalent to like the Godfather two of superhero movies. He thought it was that good, and yeah. I think if that's the case. If Lord of the Rings, which is a fantasy movie, can get Oscar nominations, then there should be no reasons why a superhero movie can't, if it really is that good. Right. And if if Heath Ledger, I mean, yeah, I mean, look at this guy's, you know, what his career was, and him being the Joker and him doing his own take, of course, you know, with guidance from uh, Goyer and Nolan, uh, what we're getting ready to see is going to probably, you know, it's I mean, it's, it feels, and I can't say it because we haven't seen it, but it's almost feeling like a masterpiece, almost. Yeah. I think, well, I think I think they're hyping it up, not even so much Warner Brothers, but just everybody who's not really necessarily associated with the movie is hyping right. this movie up. Like, normally, you'd sit there and you'd hear the director say, this is, like, my best piece of work, but the entire cast and crew of the Dark Knight, they're all very humble, modest people. They don't sit there and they're like, ah, we did such a great job. You can just go see it because it's the greatest thing ever. None of them are like that. And that's one of the good things about this um, so-called, I guess, Batman Batman movie generation uh, of workers. They're very modest. It's not like, you know, the old movies, like when George Clooney played Batman. I mean, he was like, yeah, I play Batman. <laughs> Christian Bale doesn't go around and do that kind of stuff. And, I mean, we did, we're we not going to get into Joel Shoemaker because, you know, he's the enemy of everything. But <laughs> we, You know, it, it seems like, you know, they have like, um, it, it feels like um, with Bale, Nolan, Goyer, with, uh, with uh, um, uh, the, Alfred's name, the, the actor, Michael, uh, um. Michael King. Yeah, yeah, Michael, Michael Caine. Caine, right? Michael Caine. Um, it seems like they have like a buddy system. Like they're all they're all buddies. Hey, this is my buddy. You know, this is. It, it seems like they have a real tight um, niche with the uh, the camaraderie that uh, of uh, of professionalism that they have, and it's showing on the film. It's, you're, you're really starting to see that. I mean, it, it was there with Begins and dark night even through the clips that we've seen you see that and you see these guys work and you're right this and they're not out there going oh well you know i'm batman or yes i created you know i directed this great film it's like yeah you know we're we're telling you about the story and we're telling you about the characters and that's what as as batman fans that's what we love because we can tell fake people Yep. If you're a fake, if you're talking, if you don't know your stuff about Batman, or if you try to fake your way through it, we can tell, and we will rip you. We will go on on every kind of boards wherever you go talking forth. We will rip you apart. But these guys, they do their homework first, and exactly. they really get into it. Exactly. And I love it. I mean, you guys love it. It's it, it, and that's why I think the Dark Knight is getting so much. Hype and and um, publicity, not just from you know, just yeah, from e- the media, but places where, like how Dustin was saying, we didn't where we wouldn't expect it. Exactly, and I think I, I read this really interesting uh, interview that was done by 
one of the press that was at the press junket last weekend for the Dark Knight with Christopher Nolan, and Christopher Nolan was basically, he was being asked, you know, you know, you did a great job with Batman Begins, we've seen the movie, Dark Knight is a masterpiece, it's incredible, and he basically, they were asking him, like, how he really came up with the story that is the Dark Knight, and he basically said he did so much research into the character that it's not even like he made a story up. He actually feels like he knows the character that well. I mean, honestly, when I read that, I was just like, that's exactly what we need. Somebody who knows the character, who doesn't need to sit there and be like, well, let me go do some research to find out, you know, what he had. No, they've done the research. They know how it's supposed to be. I think if you ask Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, any of those people who are involved in this project, I think any single one of them would be able to give you an answer that some people in the media probably wouldn't be able to answer those questions about the comics and stuff because they've done so much research. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I totally agree. I totally agree. And with, with them um, really looking at these characters... It, it, it makes you feel good as, as Batman, as Batman fans, like, yes, you know, finally, someone that understands me, because we, we were always seeing, you know, um, a guy uh, like Sam Remy, who did Spider-Man 3, I mean, uh, the Spider-Man series, I mean, that guy loves Spider-Man, and it shows in the movies that he loves Spider-Man, you know, and, and these guys... They, they love their work, and they love what they're doing. And Christian Bale, like how we talked about in the last podcast, he's not denying that he's Batman. He knows what he got into. He knows that he's going to be doing this, you know, when he's in his 50s talking about Batman. This guy embraced the role. Exactly. You know, and makes you feel good as a Batman fan. Yep. All right. June 27th, also, episode 3 and 4 of Gotham Tonight are, were, uh, are available. Um... One of the episodes was in, um, revealed an investigative document on Brian Douglas uh, was found in the uh, Gotham Police Department. Uh, basically, the found, Brian Douglas is the founder of uh, Citizens for Gotham, or Citizens for Batman. Uh, wow, I'm completely messing everything up. <laughs> but uh, one of the episodes was about Jim Gordon being the the cop that he is, and then the other one, I believe, was, um, is Batman a friend or a foe, or something very similar to that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that news reporter is very biased. Yes. <laughs> it's like real life. Yeah. I did like the one on, uh, on, uh, Gordon, where they questioned him about the bat signal. I thought that was really fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to play it off. I guess in real life that would be uh, that would be a serious issue that that citizens would be concerned about. You know, why is the police headquarters in lot in league with this vigilante? Yeah. Okay, so we actually have a clip from uh, the Gotham Cable News thing, which is perfect for this. So. A leak from his camp stated that many within MCU have been considered persons of interest. Are those persons of interest detectives handpicked by Gordon? or Gordon himself, who may or may not be working in conjunction with the Batman. Seen numerous times in the sky above Gotham, look close enough and one can make out the symbol of a bat. The source of the light emanates from the rooftop of major crimes, which some believe acts as Gordon's personal beacon to the masked vigilante. 
Gordon has a different explanation, though. Faulty lighting equipment. I've been trying to fix it myself. But don't tell my wife that. She's been bugging me to change the bulbs in the basement for weeks. Gordon may jokingly pass off his rumored alliance with the Batman, but if there's any truth to it, then it's hardly a laughing matter in the light of recent murders of two Salmaronius. So, yeah, that was basically the clip where he, he shrugs it off so it doesn't make it seem like he's actually associated with him. But, uh... <laughs> Alright, also June 27th, the credits for The Dark Knight will have a tribute to Heath Ledger and Conway. Uh, I can't remember his last or his first name... But he was a stuntman who got in a car crash last September, and he ended, he died. So they'll have a tri- they'll have a tribute to those two somewhere in the credits. So that'll be there. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, June twenty seventh. So based on what the media saw, uh, the movie will run two hours and thirty two minutes. Oh, yes. I might have to get uh, some Twizzlers to go on my popcorn. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed because wasn't the, orish, the initial rumor more like three hours? Yeah, they were talking like two hours and 50 minutes. There better be some darn good deleted scenes in that DVD. <laughs> I want those 30 minutes back. All right. Uh... Alright, June 27th, IESB.net had 12 exclusive ex- uh, exclusive video clips. Now, I say had because they were there. I watched them. Didn't really show anything spoiler-ish. Um, it was basically the scenes you see in the trailer just extended for like an additional 15 to 10 seconds. Uh, there was one where it explained why Batman was jumping off that building in the very beginning of the trailer, there was another one where the Joker was driving the truck that eventually flips over, um, and so forth and so on. I'm not going to go into all of them, but as soon as I watched those, the next morning, I went to the site, and they were gone. They got taken down. Mm. So, n- not real sure why they got taken down, but then, all of a sudden, um, <laughs> a couple days ago, July 3rd, they reappeared. So you can now go see them again. So, for whatever reason, they got taken down for like a week, but they're all back. So, I'll provide a link to that so you can go check those out as well. Alright, um, June 30th, Sports Center is all the Dark Knight. If you watch Sports Center at all on June 30th, uh, it was pretty much decked completely out in the Dark Knight. It was like Dark Knight theme, kind of. Cool. Were the announcers wearing Batman costumes? I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs> that would have been perfect. <laughs> Especially some overweight guy sitting there. <laughs> Fat man. <laughs> that remind me of uh, the, 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 the behind the scenes from Batman Begins, where the, the grapple guys told uh, Christian Bell, he goes, bloody hell, Chris, are we doing... Batman or Fat Man? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you put on too much weight for the role. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Alright, also June 30th. Fandango is reporting that The Dark Knight is the fastest selling tickets of the summer. It's outselling advanced tickets uh, over Iron Man, Indiana Jones, uh, Incredible Hulk, Sex in the City. The big movies so far, it's completely out. It's surpassing all of those movies. So, if 
the ticket, the pre-sale tickets, I'd love to know the, the total of the pre-sale tickets, you know, before the movie comes out, just to see how much the movie's already made before it's out. That would be interesting to know. Yeah. Uh, 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 as a fanboy, so that way we can compare it to uh, Spider-Man fanboys, I want this to be the biggest opening weekend. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All I read online, all it has to do is make over 153.4, I think it was. If it makes more than that in the one weekend, it'll make more than Spider-Man... Was it Spider-Man 3? I think, was it Spider-Man 3 or 2? I thought 1 still beat everybody. No, 2 beat 1. I know that for oh. sure. Anyway, it was one of the Spider-Man movies. That's all that makes sense, right? Or that all that's all that matters at this point. Well, if everybody's bet. planning on seeing it as much as you two, that should be no problem. Yeah, exactly. I'm doing my effort, Chris. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you gotta show Warner Brothers that you really do like what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. All for a good cause. Uh, moviegoers for Gotham, or moviegoers for Batman. Yeah. All right. Also, June 30th, a package arrives from CFB, uh, Citizens for Batman. On the Gotham Cable News website, if you uploaded a Batman sighting picture or a Batman sighting video, they sent out packages. If you sent a picture in, they sent you a package. It came with two bumper stickers, a really cool keychain, a pin, um, and a little note inside. And The note inside basically said, um, on July 8th, there will be something that will happen. Be on the lookout. We'll let you know what will happen. So... I'll get into that a little bit more. We've got some other information about that as well. Well, how how are you supposed to do that? Like, get a picture of Batman? Because you did it, didn't you, Dustin? Yeah, what I... Well, see, a lot of people, what they did was they took a picture, they dressed up like Batman, and they sent it in. Okay, so it's something in real life that you just have to do Batmanish and then send them the picture. Uh, basically, what I did was I took a picture of the... Uh, the not like I took a like an overview picture of the skyline in Chicago. Then I took a picture of uh, Batman, and I minimized it so great where you couldn't even tell what it was, but you could see an outline. And I put mm-hmm. that on top of a building to look like he was just there, and it was just a spur of the moment picture where he wasn't even supposed to be in it. Hmm. I actually made it. I tried to make it more realistic than just putting on a Batman cowl and saying, "Oh, I saw Batman." But, mm-hmm. Now, if you were lucky enough to, or well, if you if you sent in a video for CFB, the video people got sent T-shirts. So I lost out on that one because I spent the time making a picture instead of a video. And if I made a video, I would have got a, uh, a black T-shirt with the CFB logo in it, which is like it's very similar to the Dark Knight Strikes Again um, fist. It's very similar to that. That would have been neat. Alright. Also, June 30th. Why So Serious gets updated. So if you go to the main website, whysoserious.com, it's it's updated with an endgame page listing every event and website in the game. A checklist reveals that the Joker has three more tasks to accomplish before his mission is done. The three left are Be Good to My Guests, which I'm assuming is the thing on the 8th, Gather all my fans and leave a big mark. So gather all my fans could possibly be something right before the movie about getting everyone super hyped about it. 
maybe something really over the top to get the media involved to, you know, get something on the, the mainstream media about it. And then leave a big mark, I'm assuming, is go see the movie. And, yeah, and it could be the part where he probably blows something up. Yeah. You know? So, one of those things is going to happen. Alright. So, but there's three things left, so we'll have to wait and see. Alright, July 1st. Joker's cell phone owners are contacted with information that leads to another uh, website, whysoserious.com slash operator. A game of operator between the cell phone owners begins with one player calling another with a code word. That player calling another player and so on and so forth. After a word puzzle on the site is solved, whysoserious.com slash punk drop, another carnival game is found. Beating the game reveals whysoserious.com slash stupid bats, which features a brand new poster for the Dark Knight. Now if you log on to batmanuniversepodcast.podomatic.com, we actually have a picture of that, um, that picture of that poster up. It's actually for one of the reformatted versions of the podcast that we did. I put the picture of that poster online so everyone can see it. So is uh, James Newton Howard and Hans Zimmer will be performing at the Dark Knight premiere. Um, also, the the Dark Knight soundtrack has its own site now. You can check that out. Alright, July 3rd. Four new TV spots. So that brings us up to, I believe, 13. Interesting number. Hmm. Um, but they're at 13 new TV spots. Once again, these TV spots are not showing anything new. All they're really doing is just redoing the previous TV spots with a different kind of voiceover. So... Hmm. Alright, so the big news on July 3rd was on the citizensforbatman.org forums, Brian Douglas reveals that Batfan73, who is working on an important part of the next Tuesday's events, has been arrested for trespassing and has left behind only the invoice number. Emails in and one of the or in Glenn Barrett's account lead to the discovery of Maroney's Maroneyimports.com. Then you use the invoice number and the last name, and uh, with the last name you find from GothamCityRail.com, leading to a bunch of other stuff, and then eventually it leads to a thing where you input the software key and text submission in the text into the text submission box on the CFB website reveals that there will be two events on July 8th, one in New York City and one in Chicago. That same day, Citizens for Batman videos that were sent to Gotham Cable News were uploaded onto YouTube by a user named Brian Brydog72, who is presumed to be Brian Douglas of the CFB forums. We're going to play that video real quick so that you can hear the video, because there's really nothing to see, it's just a video. And here it goes. I won't tell you my name. I'm not wearing a mask because I have nothing to hide. We're not who you think we are. We don't try to harm you. I love my family. I'm a law-abiding citizen. I'm just an ordinary citizen. I know everyone thinks we're crazy. I'm labeled a psycho. We don't need mayhem. We don't need anarchy. That's not what we believe in. We work with Batman for Batman. I will do anything I can to help him. We are not your enemies, and we are not here to cause trouble. This city needs a hero. It's time to pay back the bat. 
Thanks to him, I believe in this city. I believe in Gotham City, and I believe in Batman. I believe in Batman. I'm a citizen for 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 Batman. I, 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 I am. I am a citizen for Batman. I am a citizen for Batman. I don't want to have to do this, but if I have to, I will. And then at the end of the video, it just says July 8th, take a stand. So, with that information, if you are in Chicago or New York City and you're going to go, if you want to participate in this thing, by... The rough guess that I looked at, if you go to the citizensforbatman.org website, and you look at it, and you it gives you uh, latitude and longitude, gives you coordinates. You plug in the coordinates, and that's exactly where you have to meet. And I'm roughing, I'm guessing it's about 8 o'clock central time that you go there, and that's when this event will take place. So... If you're going to go, let us know what happens, because none of us are in those areas. So let us know what's going on. Batman Universe Podcast at Yahoo.com Alright, so that is all the movie news we have. Let's get into TV news then. June 26th, uh, Red Orbit did an interview with Alan Burnett. And this has absolutely nothing to do with um, current TV shows, but this is what he said. Did an interview with Alan Burnett. Interesting line in the interview. It says, Batman will team up with other DC Comics characters in The Brave and the Bold, an upcoming animated series to air on the Cartoon Network. Though Burnett is not involved in that series, he is working on another Batman project, but he's not allowed to talk about it, he says. So, Alan Burnett, for those of you who don't know, was one of the producers that was involved with Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. As well as, I, I, he was also I involved it, with uh, Batman Beyond and Justice League, Justice League Unlimited as well. Basically the Bruce Timm I think he caught our stuff. last podcast, so. <laughs> Why do you say that? We mentioned because, uh, that they need to bring back Batman the Animated oh, Series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they're having one animated series, though, I would say this is another DVD-released movie, animated movie. It, it could be. Or what they might be doing is they might be doing a, uh, um, maybe a more adult-themed show. Mm. Or they could do it like on Car- uh, like Cartoon Network Adult Swim or something like that. Where mm-hmm. like the stuff that they couldn't do with Batman the Animated Series because it was on uh, a network station, it was on Fox, and they couldn't do so many things. For instance, they couldn't show any blood or, you know, anything like that. Maybe he's going to be involved with something, especially with the... He was was involved with Gotham Knight, so there's a possibility that the success of this could give Warner Brothers a reason to do something like that. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah, that that would be tight. I'd love to see a contrast to this soap opera-ish, the Brave and the Bold series, and have Frank Miller's Batman, and have that animated series. <laughs> Lots of blood. <laughs> Where he just ruthlessly beats down villains. <laughs> Alright, on the book news, the only news we have is on uh, 
July 9th, uh, there's a book coming out, Batman and Son, a soft cover edition of the hardcover collecting Batman number 655 through 658 and 663 through 666 by Grant Morrison and Andy Kubert. Batman receives the greatest shock of his life when he discovers that he may have a son, and sparks fly when the new edition is introduced to Robin. 200 pages, soft cover, $14.99 US dollars. Alright, so on to general news. Just a little bit of stuff here and there. Uh, June 18th, Nokia launches the Dark Knight tie-in site. Um, and... I'll provide a link to that. It's actually pretty cool. It's um, there's a, a a cool little flash intro that takes you like an overview of Gotham City, which is kind of cool. Um, takes you like flying. It's almost like you're flying through the buildings, not through the buildings, but like around the buildings, kind of like you do you would do with Spider-Man or something like that in a video game. Mm-hmm. So that that was kind of cool. Um, I'll provide a link to that so you can check that out um, on June thirtieth. Um, Domino's launches uh, launched a tie-in site and has an exclusive trailer and some other downloads. Now, the only catch was, if you were lucky enough to check this out the first day, you were able to see it. Now, they've kind of uh, uh, made the game, or made the website only be able to be viewed if you buy a pizza. Mm. Right. And, and actually, it's only viewed if you buy the the. Gotham City Pizza. Yeah. Because if you buy a normal one, it won't allow you into the site. It's got to. It has to be that that Dark Knight Pizza. Yeah. And there's a bunch of different downloads. Um, there's some wallpapers, some buddy icons. There's there's some other stuff on there that they said was going to come out, like some interviews and some other stuff. We'll be interested in seeing what when that stuff comes out. I guess keep buying those Gotham City pizzas. Don't get too fat with the Domino's and the Reese's. <laughs> <laughs> the, Dom- the Domino's website is actually really cool. When uh, I had ordered a pizza and I, I played the the Joker game, of course, before the one. It was actually after the Joker game that you sent me, Dustin. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a nice little email thing that people, you need to check that out. If you go on to the website, there's a thing where you can send a postcard to somebody with the Joker game. It's pretty cool. Check it out. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> June 30th, um, supposedly there was a report coming across that Blockbuster was already, is currently selling Batman Begins Blu-ray with Gotham National Bank envelopes. The The problem with this is Batman Begins on Blu-ray doesn't come out till July 8th, and this was reported on June 30th. So I'm not sure if they were meaning to say they will be selling it with the envelopes or they were selling them early for whatever reason. So if you were one of those lucky enough people to get one of those envelopes and get Batman Begins on Blu-ray way in advance for some unknown reason, email us at BatmanUniversePodcast at Yahoo.com. Alright, so I'm going to throw it over to Apple for video game news. We do have a little bit of news that's kind of interesting. 
Okay, on uh, June 28th, I was uh, notified of an article from a, a good friend of mine, Steve, uh, who uh, freaking's uh, game sites. Uh, he let me know of, uh, of details, the first actually super details on Sony's DC Universe Online. And uh, for fans that have not heard about this, this, fa- this game is actually going to be a MMO uh, kind of role-playing kind of... Uh, first-person view action game and it's actually going to consist of all the characters from the dc universe um what is it going to be if fans have played city of heroes at um sony is actually striving to actually make a better game um and try to go above the city of heroes title um if you go look at the PS3 fanboy, actually, they have the article, but it's actually posted on joystick.com. Um, you can type in DC Universe online or actually go into their uh, their tab that they have for MMOs. And uh, it has um, an article, and it also states the latest issue of Edge Magazine features an interview with Jim Lee, creative director of Sony's upcoming DC Universe, who reveals the steps Sony is taking to set their title apart from NCSoft's. NCSoft is actually the creators for City of Heroes. Uh, with their inclusion of the number of recognizable faces from the DC's uh, uh, numerous roster, and their focus on making the title a kick-butt hybrid between traditional MMO and a first-person action console game. Uh, the apparent difference between the two games are clear. As long as there is a rich, intricate fish-controlling engine, we'll give it a shot. So um, with this, this actually broke on June 28th. Uh, July 2nd, more news dropped on the DC Universe online. And uh, for anybody that has a MySpace or never been there, actually, if you type in MySpace backslash DCUO, um, DC Universe Online, they actually have their own MySpace page. And um, uh, if you go there, you're going to see concept art for the video game. You also get uh, developers' uh, insight into the upcoming video game as well as screenshots. And if you go look, it has the screenshots of the of the back. It has Batman, Robin, and Nightwing inside the, the Batcave. It also has got the Joker and uh, Mr. Freeze in there. So uh, for... Um, for anyone that's um, going to go ahead and just log on, please sign into the website. Become their friend. I signed up in there. If you look for Apple, I'm in there. Um, uh, try to always stay up on uh, on this site so that way you can get more information on this game. And we hope to see you know many of our fans on there and uh, becoming uh, players of this game. But uh, for the Batman fans who are attending Comic-Con in San Diego this month, uh, they will be actually trying to have uh, a live version of the game up and running. Now, they say that the game is not due until 2009, but E3 that is happening also this month, um, there were reports that uh, they were going to try release it as of uh, the end of this year. So if, for the lucky fans who are going to be going to Comic-Con in San Diego, uh, try out the game. Please send us an uh, email. Uh, Batman Universe uh, podcast at yahoo.com and uh, let us know how it is. Uh, we, we would definitely wish we were you being able to play this, but yeah. uh, if you can, just you know, get back to us and let us know how that, that game is going to be. And, be. And for all the fans, the, oh, I'm sorry, Chris. I'll go ahead and finish that. Well, no, what I was going to tell uh, Batman fans is that now we're probably going to get you to be a PS3 owner. Because this is this is actually created by Sony, and the game will only be released on PC and uh, PS3. 
what kind of a world do we live in where <laughs> a game like that is only re- released on the inferior system? That's because that's because there. You know what? This is this is. You know what it is? It's Warner Brothers was the first company to actually change over to Blu-rays from HD DVDs. Mm. Um, you know, and Warner Brothers has to do with Batman. Now the DC uh, MMO game is going to be exclusively on PlayStation. You know what it really is? The world is getting a clue that PlayStation really, truly is the better system. Oh, we're going to have to put fictitious, uh, fictitious uh, content uh, warnings on this podcast. <laughs> but I'll I tell you what, that. I had no reason to get a PS3, but now I may have to, and especially if the prices keep dropping on these systems, I may have to strongly consider that. Because that sounds yeah, like so much fun. It's like I told you, you got to own both systems because there's always something for each one of them. But uh, once this game comes out, I I pretty much see me playing the Xbox 360 rarely. <laughs> because you, you mean to tell me I'm going to be able to play in Gotham City and play That's, with Batman? Well, the, the concept behind the game, to give, you, give fans more insight, what's it going to be... Um, for those that never played an MMO, um, multi-massive online role-playing game, it, it's just huge. The environments are going to be huge. When we talk about Gotham City, you will be in Gotham City. And uh, for Metropolis, um, you will be in that city of Metropolis. Um, and, and that's what kind of uh, video game we're looking to. If you go look on the on their MySpace page, you'll be able to see the concept art that Jim Lee, and Jim Lee is the, the conceptual artist for this and also a producer or, or a director. That's a great idea. That's, I'm so exactly. happy to hear that. Exactly. And every, every Batman fan loves the Jim Lee artwork. So now you'll be able to play with his artwork on a video game form. So uh, and it, it it really looks good. If you go look online and you go look at these stills, it looks really good, guys. I wonder how interactive it'll be. Like, will there be a girl fan base of of girls trying to uh, uh, audition for uh, Joker's Harley Quinn? Be the next Harley Quinn for her? I wonder <laughs> if you could be like a villain and try to uh, try to get Batman uh, against you. Try to trip up like maybe one of his sidekicks, Robin or Batgirl. Maybe get a crowbar and see what you can do with Jason Todd Robin or something. They beat him. Well, uh, Jim Lee, what they were actually trying to do was actually uh, um, what they're trying to do is actually where maybe you can play um, storylines that were in the Batman comics, like Hush, uh, mm-hmm. the, the Killing Joke. I mean, all these along Halloween. You can go into the video game and actually play these stories. So that's one of the so, one of the things uh, that they're hoping to maybe even do with this video game. That would be mm-hmm. awesome if they could do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be yes. worth it even if you don't even want to play an MMO game that would just be worth it just to do that to yeah. live and just to, play the storyline yeah exactly to live the comics yeah mm-hmm. I could see myself searching Gotham City to try to find where the Batmobile is see if I can take off a hubcap or something all of the different just there's all kinds of things you can do with this game exactly but you said it was going to be first person well there. A lot of video games, if if you notice, they've actually started crossing each other between first-person shooters to actions to MMOs and racing games. Um, that that seems to be the norm now. It's not being okay. You play RPG, well, that's what you stay doing. You start start playing with the first-person shooter, okay, that's what you start doing. But they actually like a game like Bioshock that everybody played and loved. Um, that in that actually crossed role-playing game and a first-person shooter. 
So um, anybody that, you know, played Bioshock, you were actually playing an RPG first-person shooter. So um, it, 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 it seems that they're crossing a lot. And I think that's what Jim Lee um, foresees, you know what I mean? Because he was a big uh, World of Warcraft uh, player, him and uh, Joe Moderera. So um, him, you know, staying at the helm of this thing, uh, I mean, it, uh, it's, it's going to be pretty tight. It's going to be really tight. Yeah. All right. On to merchandise news. June 18th, uh, Mattel toys were, for some reason, being taken from the shelves. Uh, I normally wouldn't have mentioned this, but this is including the Dark Knight Movie Masters uh, action figures. Now, the Movie Master action figures is the ones that are extremely hard to find. Um, The Batman, there was only, I think, four out so far. A Batman, a Batman with uh, the mask off. There was the Heath Ledger Joker figure, and then there was a, a Joker thug. Now, what this means is, whatever was left is being taken off. So right now, you can't even buy the Heath Ledger Joker figure on eBay for less than, like, 50 bucks. Now it'll be even worse, because anything that was left is now gone. And it was basically because there was a recall. It had nothing to do... It wasn't even an official recall. It had something to do with... Uh, the toy's not meeting international standards, but it met U.S. standards. So for whatever reason, they pulled them. So it'll just be extremely difficult to do the, to get those figures as it's already been. So, Right. That sucks. Alright, uh, June 19th, it was reported that Toys R Us will have an exclusive movie 2-packs that will be released on July 8th. Um, these movie 2-packs, one's going to be the the cartoonish Joker and the Batman, and the other one's going to be a Scarecrow and Batman, and they're coming out this Tuesday. June 25th, DC Direct will have an exclusive Batman figure and a Joker figure at the San Diego Comic-Con. So if you're there, you can get them, uh, I think they were saying 20 bucks a pop, I want to say, I'm not positive on that, um, but I, I know it was... Um, it was more of a, a old style Joker, or a, I think the Joker is actually the Killing Joke Joker, the one with the Hawaiian shirt, or whatever it is. Hawaiian shirt and the shorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Batman figure is not; it's more of a classic Batman than it is current Batman. Hmm. Are they variations on that two pack that came out with Batman and that Joker? <laughs> it's not a two pack; they're different figures. Like, you can buy one or the other, but for whatever reason, they're just a little bit different because they're going to be at uh, San Diego. But I think they said they were going to be limited to 500 apiece, so if you're lucky enough to get one, you know, and you're not going to sell it on eBay, send us pictures, batmanuniversepodcast.com, or yahoo.com. Have either of you uh, uh, found Hot Wheels Batmobiles yet? Yeah, I have the whole set. Oh, you've actually seen them in a store, or you just ordered them? No, I I found the the two original, the two sixty six, the the Bat Cycle and the Bat Mobile, and the not the or the which one is that? Not the comic book, not the Dark Knight. Oh, the there's, animated there's series. There's the ninety two animated. Yeah, yeah, the animated series. I found those at Walmart. The rest, I the other two, the Dark Knight Tumblr and the comic book. Batmobile I had to order on eBay, but I did yeah. see those, the first three at Walmart, though. 
I'm having a hard time finding them. I found an animated one, um, and it seemed a little uh, too short and a little too fat than what I was hoping it would be. But I'm really looking for that Tumblr, and I can't find any more of them anywhere yet. Yeah, yeah that Tumblr's hard. Yeah, mine came from Australia. That's where I ended up wow. having to get mine from. Wow. All right, July 3rd, um, Batman 1966 was released on Blu-ray. Um, <laughs> all I'm going to say is I watched it, Exploding Shark, and that <laughs> shark repellent. Um, I'm not going to bash it because it really was, you know, it, it falls in the mythos of the Batman, Batman media or whatever, but the special edition Blu-ray really wasn't that special. It, Didn't they have a, 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 an extra featurette, though? Yeah, there's like one extra featurette on the Blu-ray, but it's like the same thing as if you pay five fifty on DVD. It's not yeah. really worth spending the extra money on it. But but I yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a while, and when I started watching that, I suddenly realized I've really for, seriously forgot how campy it really was. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started like pulling out all kinds of... Uh, like movie mistakes or whatever they call them, the like the mishaps that you're not supposed mm-hmm. to see, right? Like uh, the you know you can tell when a stunt double is there and it's not really the right the, the other person because it's a stunt double. You can tell. Yeah, they're wearing wigs or something. Yeah, they're, <laughs> or wearing, they're a little bit fatter. <laughs> yeah, when the, they're, they're riding the bat boat, suddenly Robin's wearing some kind of like uh, noise control earmuffs. But then when they show him, he's not. I don't yeah. know. I, I just was picking out stuff all over the place. And I was like, wow, they really like just slapped this movie together super fast. Because they uh, yeah. really weren't paying attention to what they were doing. Yeah. I, I, I picked it up also. And uh, I saw it um, actually, uh, what was it, two two days ago maybe? And uh, I, I just sat down here and ate my dinner. And I, I had fun. <laughs> I was picking I was picking out those same things also uh when they were showing the villains the villains rogue where, where known villains were uh were wanted <laughs> and when you look at the villains you notice that it's the same apartment later on where uh uh what's her name the where Catwoman's playing the Russian reporter yeah Tanya yeah Katinska <laughs> her hotel room all those pictures are taken there well not just that but <laughs> They're supposed to be in jail. They're supposed to be like mug shots, but for some reason they're all standing behind like this curtain. Yeah, it's Isn't like that the drapes. Yeah, it's the it's like the drapes of the apartment. <laughs> it's like known criminals at large. Here's a question: If these people have gotten uh, arrested, how come they don't know their normal names? Like Joker, fine, we can understand that, but Catwoman? How did Batman not know that was Catwoman? Seriously. I thought he's supposed to be the best detective on the in the world. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, it was pure innocence. It was the sixties, so yeah. <laughs> anything, anything went in the sixties. Oh my goodness! But yeah, I, I I love watching the the sixties Batman. I could just sit here and just l- laugh at what it, whatever comes on screen. Yeah, the sad thing is, like, you know, 40 years from now, people are going to look back and watch the Batman animated show, and that's going to be, like, this generation's Batman live-action TV show. Oh, I'll say this itself. It really... <laughs> think about it. Just think about it. 
It's it's very possible that could happen. Yeah, because there's a lot of young people that they all they grew up was on uh, animated series. So you show them the '66 Batman, and they're like, "What's that?" Yeah, they're not they're not they're not as familiar with it. All right, so this coming Tuesday, July eighth, is like this is really kicking off all kinds of good stuff coming out. We've got the Batman Begins Blu-ray, Batman Limited Edition Blu-ray. Um, I'd say fork out the extra like ten bucks for the limited edition because you get a free movie ticket, um, which is awesome. I mean, yeah. that just means you can go see it and you don't have you don't have to hear your wife or girlfriend complain that you spent too much money to see Batman or The Dark Knight five times. Sounds like you're speaking from experience. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'll get to that part. But uh, there's also we also got uh, Batman Gotham Knight, which comes out this this Tuesday, July 8th. We've got the DVD, uh, the two disc DVD, and then the Blu-ray. Now the Blu-ray and the two disc have the exact same special features. So if you are a smart man, unlike Chris, and have a PS3, fork out the extra money for the (laughs) Blu-ray. <laughs> and get that. Um, on a down note, the Batman um, TV show cartoon season five is out also on Tuesday. Um, uh, is it yeah. made the bargain bins yet? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is dirt cheap. You buy it on Amazon right now. It's only like eleven bucks. Uh, it's pretty cheap. So those are the things that are coming out this week. Um, and we don't really need to get into the next week because we'll actually cover that stuff in the next podcast. Right. But here's something that I wanted to mention to everybody. I went to a hot top. I've actually been going to hot topic for the last couple of weeks, looking for new Batman shirts because I know I can always find a ton of Batman shirts when the movie's out, more so than when the movie's not out or not about to come out. And a couple of weeks ago, I bought a couple of Batman shirts, and we had a fireworks mishap yesterday for the 4th of July, and my shirt got burned, and, oh, yeah, well, so I go to Hot Topic today to replace it, and now Hot Topic has a promotion where if you spend $20 in Dark Knight merchandise, they will give you a free $8 movie voucher, or a movie ticket voucher to see the Dark Knight. Oh, that sucks, I just bought the messenger bag from there, I didn't see that. (laughs) <laughs> and I didn't see it wasn't there last weekend because I just bought these shirts last weekend, and it just was there today. And I said to it, I was like, "Well, the shirt's nineteen dollars, so I've got to spend another dollar." So I think my my wife grabbed the Batman ring pops, which I I'm not gonna eat them. I just think they're stupid and a waste of money. But <laughs> we got that, and then I, and then but at the little fine print said one per purse or one per customer or something like that. So I was like, "All right." So I was like, she's like, we well, should just, we should, you should just pick out another shirt. And I was like, I'm not going to complain. Tell me to go spend money. I'm good with that. <laughs> so I picked up another shirt and then we got, uh, a little dark Knight keychain, which is actually pretty cool. Um, it's the Batman begins dark Knight uh, bat symbol on a keychain, which will be going on my keys. Um, we bought one of those, and what we did was we got two separate orders. We got $16 to go see The Dark Knight. Now, if you're like me and uh, Apple, who are probably going to go see this movie a thousand times, this is 
perfect because you don't have to pay the extra money. My wife said to me, I said, at first she was like, are you going to get another shirt? And I was like, I don't really need another shirt. And she's like, but you get the free movie ticket. And I was like, okay, I don't, I, I, I already have a free movie ticket coming with the Batman Begins limited edition Blu-ray because one comes in that too. Um, and I was like, I already got one coming there. And she's like, well, you know, if you're going to go see this movie a thousand times, it's better just to have it. So I was like, spend $20, get a Batman shirt. And be able to go see the movie without hearing complaints? Priceless. <laughs> so, yes. that's what I did. And so, Hot Topic, go buy it. Uh, they've got all kinds of shirts. They've got the I Believe in Harvey Dent shirts. They've got pretty much every shirt that had a poster that was some kind of Dark Knight poster is now on a shirt. They've got the Batman Begins Dark Knight uh, bat symbol on a black shirt. They also have the comic book version of the the uh, the bat symbol, and they also have uh, some other ones from the older days. Like they have one, it's blue. It says, "I'm a Batman crime fighter," and it's the Batman logo from the like probably the '60s, with Batman spelled out over the bat. And then they also have the 1989 yellow emblem as well. So they've pretty much got all kinds of stuff. They've got the they got keychains. Uh, different stuff, belt buckles, Hot Topic is, the, in my opinion, the best place to find apparel and stuff that's not toys having to do with superheroes and specifically Batman, because they carry this stuff unlike other places, so right. check that out. And you know, you know, they had a real cool uh, Joker shirt, uh, I wanted it, I saw the picture, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna get it, and then I went to go get it, and I noticed it was like a girl fitting. And I was oh. like, oh, no, don't tell me. Don't tell me. And I looked through all the shirts. They were all girls. And it was just like the Joker's face. And it had the why so, why so serious. And I looked at it. I was like, man, that sucks. And my wife started laughing. And she goes, I guess you can't wear it. And then she took it and went to the register. Oh. <laughs> so I picked up the messenger bag. And I picked up another shirt. But, um, I yeah, I just bought it like a week ago. So I'm going to go you take my receipt yeah. get my ticket. That's what I would do. Alright, All right. so on the listener Q&A, uh, we'll start off with reading some comments that were left on the website, batmanuniversepodcast.podomatic.com. Uh, the very first one was, uh, it says, it's from Josh, a long-time listener, he says, Good job again, what about putting a picture of the Spotlight character on the site now that you are out of group shots? I do like Azrael's blue Batman costume also. Also... <laughs> Also, a big thumbs up to the 89 vs. Begins debate. You should try and get in before the Dark Knight comes out, so then you can do a Begins vs. Dark Knight later on. Just got my ticket to see Dark Knight and IMAX opening day in Indiana. Alright, so then uh, yeah, Chris decides to write back and say, writes to him say, Hey Josh, you are the man. We know the Azrael John Paul costume is wicked. <clears throat> Good stuff. Good stuff. The people have spoken. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway, Chris. <laughs> Haters. Haters. All right. Uh, so Matt said, hey, guys, another great show. Thanks for reading my email on the show. I like the 89s Begins debate. I can't wait to hear that. Um, all right. So just real quick comment on the Begins 
89 debate. We're probably going to wait till actually after the Dark Knight comes out. And what we'll do is we'll do a Burton versus Shoemaker versus Nolan debate. We can do that. And we're going to magically make the person who doesn't really talk defend the Shoemakers. <laughs> uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this and the, all right. Now we've got some pod mail. The pod mail is you just go onto the website. If you log into Podomatic, you create a username or whatever. You can actually leave pod mail. Um, this one says, "I like the podcast you are doing. Keep it up." Have you ever heard? I've heard everyone but episode twelve, which I am downloading now. Have you ever gone to SpiderBob.com? That's where I get a lot of my info from. Do you think you can stop talking or stop going on and on about the new Batman movie? Don't get me wrong, I think it will be cool, but it seems like you are going overboard a little bit. Uh, can you do Hush for a spotlight character? Because besides Joker, he's my favorite villain, and the Hush comics are pretty cool. Daniel. Uh, Daniel. My response to that would be, I probably cannot stop talking about the Batman movie because it's going to be cool. Um... If you are more interested in the comics, you need to tune into the Batman Universe comic podcast where we really don't talk about the movie, and that would probably be a better one to listen to. We're going all in all, we're going all out because of the movie, because this movie really is going to be not just the best Batman movie ever, but it's probably going to be the best movie of this year, so that's why we're going overboard. Um, and what's yeah, I, would, I would agree with that. And once the movie comes out, there's not going to be nearly as much news to report on. So we'll be talking about the general Batman stuff that maybe that's what you would like to listen to. So, uh, Hush for a Spotlight character, definitely keep that in mind and we'll probably do him in an upcoming episode, uh, in the next couple episodes. Alright, another pod mail that we got is... Um, hey guys, I've been listening for the past few episodes and love the show. I keep hearing you talk about how you aren't getting very much fan mail, so I figured I'd help contribute. I was wondering what you what you think about Harley Quinn being in one of the movies. How do you think Nolan would handle her character? Who would play her, etc.? Just thought it would be something cool to think about since there's a lot of talk about it online. Well, what I'm going to say to that is we're actually going to discuss that in the next podcast, the... Joker fantastic podcast that we're going to do next week. So, we will answer that question in the next podcast. Alright, uh, this one's from Eric. Gentlemen, how's it going? Sorry I haven't written in a while. Like Angel wrote in the previous show, just because I haven't written doesn't mean I'm not listening. I just finished listening to episode 12 and it was great. The podcast keeps getting better and better. I wondered what, uh, I like the additions of Chris and Apple. They both have great knowledge of Batman mythos and great passion that brings something special to the, the, special to the show. I was wondering when you guys are going to get back to the comics. The spotlight was very insightful, and I look forward to hearing more of your opinions on the Batman comic books. I also like the discussion regarding the Batman merchandise that you guys own. I collect Batman action figures religiously, so I really enjoyed the segment. I like how the recent shows have been much longer, but the idea of having shorter podcasts more often is also great. Whatever you guys decide decide is fine by me. Keep up the great work. I look forward to the next show. Your loyal listener, Eric, from San Jose, California. 
Cool. Uh, thank you, Eric. Uh, uh, if you have a picture of your uh, of your collection, please send it in to the Batman uh, Universe Podcast at yahoo.com. We always want to see our uh, all our you know all our uh, Batman fans uh, collections out there. Yes, yeah. we definitely do. All right, all right. Uh, this one's from Ash. My name is Ash. I am listening to you from England. The podcast is great. Even better now that you have guest hosts. Several things about the new film have made me think that we are having. We have coming out next month isn't the film they originally wanted. Because of Heath's death, they had to steer the story away from the Joker because when Batman Begins ended, people in the cinema were happy that the Joker was going to be in the next one. There was some talk about Harvey Dent being in the Dark Knight sometime after it it was announced. Then when Heath died, they shifted the plot from the Joker to the Harvey Dent because I think you said in previous podcasts that the film is about the fall of Harvey Dent and has the Joker in it. What I'm saying is that that it would explain why it's so long. I do not have a problem with that. They 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 had to add more to the film to fit in with the change of the story. I don't. I do think this one was going to have Harvey in it, but have him turn into Two Face in the next film. This was a thought that I had listening to episode 12. I'm a gamer and have an Xbox 360. If you read this on the next podcast, you could read my gamer tag, which is Urban Knight. Uh, spelled with K, 001, because I would love to play and talk with other Batman fans. Keep up the podcast, because you've you've got something special on your hand. There isn't any reviews on iTunes store yet, so where I found you, so I'm going to write one on the Get the Ball Rolling. From Ash. Alright, um, my response to this would be, I don't think, my personal opinion is, I don't think that they're, the story is just about Harvey Dent. I think the Joker is like he is in pretty much any kind of incarnation that we've ever seen. He's just there. We don't have an origin story. He just appears, terrorizes people, and then goes to Arkham. Because that's how it is in like every single real comic book. Uh, the story of Harvey Dent, I, I don't think they... I think Harvey Two-Face might make an appearance in the next one, similar to the Scarecrow making an appearance in this one, in the next movie, but I don't think that he was. they were going to hold off on making him Two-Face until the next movie, because that would just be basically a remake of what they did in Batman 1989. Right. And, I mean, and, uh... Uh, also keep in mind, I mean, the shooting, the end of the shooting was done early at the end of last year, wasn't it? So, yeah, last, last were October. Already done, so, yeah, the, before Heath even died, so. Yeah, there was just a couple things they said that they were going to have to fix, which was mostly voiceover work and stuff. Which, they've got machines to do that stuff for them, so, I don't, I, I think we will see a little bit less than what originally they were going to show us. But I don't think that's so much to do with the death of Heath Ledger. I think that it has to do with more of the studio saying three hours is kind of pushing it. Right. But that right. leaves the people who buy the the Blu-rays, you know, something to watch. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, this one is from Sean. 
says, I would like to start off by saying I think the podcast is great. Every week it gets progressively better, and I look forward to new episodes. I have a couple of ideas I thought I might throw at you. The first is since that you are running out of pictures for your podcast, why don't you use a picture of whatever character is a spotlight character for the week? Therefore, you shouldn't have to worry about running out. My second idea is the end of the killing joke that you guys were discussing. I think Batman is laughing because he finally realized when Joker said all it takes is one bad day, that for all of his analyzing and all his trying to figure the Joker out and why he is the way he is, it all comes down to the same thing that basically drove Batman to do what he does. And I think that's funny amongst because among all the Batman villains, the Joker is probably the craziest and he was able to figure out the same that the same thing basically drives them both. I don't know if this makes any sense to you. If so, if so, feel free to read it out on the podcast. If not, feel free to give your editorial touch. Just please give me some kind of short out, uh, shout out. Thanks and keep up the good work, Sean. And this is uh, Park Dale Dude on the superhero hype boards. All right. Um, your explanation is very similar to the explanation I was giving. It's just a little bit of jumbled. But it's very similar, it's just basically, I my opinion was that Batman just realized they both, a bad day happened to both of them. But one decided to do good, and one decided to do bad, and that's the difference. The difference is, or the and reason why he laughs, in my opinion, is because he realizes that it really is the same exact situation, only Joker decided to go bad. Right. I like the I like the logic behind that explanation. I am not satisfied. I still don't think Batman in that situation <laughs> would laugh, especially after everything that just happened. I may never be satisfied. Yeah, Chris. I remain, I remain to be convinced. All right. Then we've got all right. Angel. It says, "Hi, Dustin. It's me, Angel." From Puerto Rico, the guy who mailed you once about the hidden Easter eggs in all the Batman films. Anyway, I'm sending you this email to say, again, I'm having a great time over and over again hearing your podcast. And also love the addition of Chris and Apple. Keep up the great work. I was sad to hear you could not find any more Batman family pics. Here is one I found done by none other than my favorite Batman artist, Jim Lee. I hope you like it and can't wait to hear future episodes. I love the episode on the Batman comics. Wonderful idea on separating the shows into categories. Thumbs up. Later, guys. Angel. And his picture that he sent me will actually we'll be using today for this podcast. It's actually a cool picture, and I'm surprised I never found it. Cool. Oh, awesome. I think because he found something you didn't know about, you need to send him uh, something rare and valuable that you own that's Batman-related as a reward. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps your PS3. <laughs> No, so you can watch the no. 66 Batman on Blu-ray. Angel, you will be receiving somehow through email Chris's Xbox 360 since he's going to do the right thing and go get a PlayStation 3. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have both of them. Can't get rid of that 360. Hey, you know, all, all, you know I was going to say, um, for, uh, for all our listeners, um, if you want to go ahead and submit in your, your PS3 sign-in or your Xbox 360 sign-in and you would like us to, to you know, read it to other uh, Batman fans to get out there, please send it in. We'll go ahead and read them out for you like we're doing this show. Yeah, the gamer tags. Yeah, just give your gamer tags for whatever you want. And then, you can, and then we can play all... We can make a Batman universe nation of gamers, but only on <laughs> PS3. Yes. 
<laughs> yes. Well, well every Batman really fan. Small nation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, everyone. I hate that it's you know PS3 versus Xbox because I'm the type that I I just love them all. But, but um, hopefully, all our Batman fans out there do get a, a PS3 or do have a PC, so that way we can all play with each other when uh when this yeah. DC universe online we'll have- comes out in. We'll have our yeah, secret club on the MMO, um, and we'll all gang up on other people. And exactly. Have we'll have Gotham City covered. We'll have the Black Glove Society of our own. Yeah, my gamer tag is uh, Executioner007 for anybody right. that wants to, for me whenever I'm actually on. Right, and mine is uh, Little X, uh, capital, uh, uh, all capital letters, uh, Dark Method. Uh, and another little X at the end, and, and my, that's for my Xbox. Uh, PS3 is just Dark Method, and mine for my PS3 is uh, it's Corinus, capital C, lowercase O R I N A S. And I'm on pretty much every day that I'm not doing recording this podcast. So I'll normally just send me some kind of message saying you know me from the Batman Universe podcast, so that way I just don't. Assume that it's some crazy person, right? Just, just let us that <laughs> give us that message. You know, Apple. Uh, when this MMO comes out, if you're allowed to create your own character and customize them, you know what mine's going to look like. Oh my! God. I'm going to call Jim Lee right now. I'm going to tell him <laughs> don't put no Batman knives. In. <laughs> <laughs> and I say the first person is gonna be Josh and uh and Chris doing the, the whole knives thing on their fingers. <laughs> I'm gonna have that down. Oh right. my goodness! I, ho- I hope Jim Lee's listening to this. I hope some developer over. <laughs> They're writing these ideas down right now. That's a great idea. Oh, great idea. It's a, Apple said no knives. No, <laughs> don't make them standard on every character. Wow. <laughs> Even like stupid characters, like the mayor, citizens, you also look real close to have knives on their fingers. Just knives. <laughs> All right. This next one is says, "Hey Dustin, got a quick question for you. Well, first off, keep up the good work with the podcast. I enjoy it very much. Same to Apple and Chris, who also make it very entertaining as well. My question, which I've, er, my question I discussed with some of my friends before is." is whether the Joker will die or not at the, in the Dark Knight. I would just like to hear you guys guess on whether or not he will die. I personally wouldn't mind if the Joker died, but with Heath Ledger's death, it might be too disturbing for some people in the audience. Not to mention, since it is a reboot of the franchise, it would be too early to kill the character. Thanks again for the great podcast. Alright, my... my You know what? We'll save this one for the Ultimate Joker... Uh, Podcast coming out. That we're gonna do next week. Yeah. All right. All right. This next one says, "Hey guys, we were wondering what about your what your opinions were about about Lee." Another joke question. We'll get all to these Joker questions in the next podcast. I don't want to spend too much. uh, Another four Joker questions. That's why we're going to have the Joker extravaganza. Yes. And I can't wait. (laughs) Alright, so that brings us to the end of the listener responses. So, as always, you can email 
Batman Universe Podcast at Yahoo.com. You can go on to the website, BatmanUniversePodcast.podomatic.com, where you can leave comments. You can become a fan of the show, which we've had a bunch of people become fans in the last couple weeks, or the last couple weeks, or the last two weeks. Um, you can leave, you can sign up and leave pod mail, all kinds of stuff. Go on iTunes and leave a review. There's all kinds of ways you can get a hold of us, and we'll give you a shout out for sending us email. Until I start getting like 30 emails per day, well, no, let's not put it that high. If I start getting like five emails per day, and we're still doing every two weeks for the podcast, I probably am not going to be able to read every single email, but I'll read the good ones. So that means make, take the time to give me some good stuff, and we'll use this stuff. Um, you've heard in the past, we've, we've read listener responses, or listeners' questions and answers, and we've used you guys' ideas. So it's it's a good idea to do it. If you just right. put in the subject line "Batman with knives," then you will definitely be heard on this podcast. Oh my god! Just keep in mind, <laughs> keep in mind, keep in mind. Chris does not monitor the email account. I do, so it will automatically be deleted, and your name be erased from the address book. Yes. I'm just joking. I Unless it's an Ezreal in red costume. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Alright, so this brings us now to our Spotlight Character slash Feature, which is Two-Face. Now there's a lot to cover with Two-Face because he's such a, uh, he's been around for a long time. So I'm going to throw it over to Chris and try not to die out. Chris makes his stuff real interesting, so bear with us. We're going to cover everything that we need to about Two-Face. Yeah, you'll learn all you need to know about Two-Face in the next uh, two-plus minutes. Uh, but yeah, Two-Face, when he first appears in Detective Comics number 66, the character's name is Harvey Kent, but in later stories his name was changed to Dent to prevent confusion with Clark Kent, the lesser superhero. However, the original name Amen. is made reference to in the uh, Prodigal storyline where Harvey Dent walks due to a clerical error which causes him to be confused with a similarly named Harvey Kent. And at 26, he is the youngest district attorney ever to serve Gotham City and is nicknamed Apollo for his good looks. He is elected about six months before Batman begins his war on crime, as depicted in the events of Batman Year One, which I just read and really liked. Um, you his know, campaign... uh, back on that Apollo, you know, back mm-hmm. on the Apollo, uh, I was almost going to share the similar name, but I just took Apple. <laughs> <That's all right>. Because <laughs> you didn't, you didn't live on apologies back then. Well, you know, great looks. You know, they just, they just. Oh. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> More fictional warnings and disclaimers. <laughs> spoiler His, uh... for our female fans. Spoiler. <laughs> His campaign against crime ends tragically during the prosecution of crime boss Sal Boss Maroney for murder. At a climactic moment in the trial, Dent produces Maroney's good luck, good luck charm, a two-headed coin he was well known for carrying, uh, which had been found at the murder scene with Maroney's fresh fingerprints upon it. Enraged, Maroney throws sulfuric acid in Dent's face, horribly scarring and discoloring his left hand and the left half of his face, while leaving uh, the other half undamaged. In some versions of the story, Dent is only saved from a face full of acid by Batman's quick, but only partial deflection of Maroney's hand. 
Tormented by this uh, hideous reflection, Dent scars one side of Moroni's coin and lets tosses of the coin decide whether he acts good or evil in any situation. Um, Batman Annual number 14, in a story entitled Eye of the Beholder, elaborates on these events with some changes. In it, Dent, Captain James Gordon, and Batman forged an alliance to rid Gotham of crime. Um, large elements of the story were later co-opted for Batman Long Halloween. Uh, Mafia chieftain Sal the Boss Moroni is still the criminal who disfigures Dent with help from the corrupt assistant district attorney, Adrian Fields, who provides him with the acid, which is concealed in an uh, anti-acid bottle. And Dent gets his trademark coin from his abusive father, who would employ the coin in a perverse nightly game that would always end with Harvey being beaten. This would instill in Harvey his lifelong struggle with free will and his eventual inability to make choices on his own. Um, Gilda Dent, who had been Dent's fiance back in Detective Comics number 66, uh, way back his first appearance, is now instead his wife in Eye of the Beholder, and therefore subsequently uh, The Long Halloween. In the former, he escapes from the hospital and confronts Fields, who tries to plea bargain with Dent by offering a massive file of criminal funds, hideouts, and connections for Harvey to begin his new life. When Batman interrupts them, Two-Face kills Fields and then, losing the coin, confronts his father and forces him to play the old game they used to play. The coin comes up clean, so he spares his father and is incarcerated in Arkham Asylum, where he receives an experimental plastic surgery. However, in a fit of madness, he claws his face open with his bare hands. And as I go through this, notice how many times, I had no idea, but notice how many times Harvey Dent goes through plastic surgery. He is a plastic man after all this. Uh, in the long Halloween, Den escapes from the hospital and hides out in the sewers for weeks, uh, teaming up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, finally resurfacing as Two-Face to take revenge on the mob. Yeah, I'm kidding about that. Uh, he kills Vernon Fields and the mob, dos, mob boss Carmine Falcone because uh, Moroni had already been assassinated by this point by Falcone's son, Alberto. And by the end, Two-Face is incarcerated once again in Arkham Islam. Uh, Dent's disfigurement brings out his latent multiple personality disorder and transform him into the villainous Two-Face. Obsessed with duality and opposites, Two-Face's trademark is crimes involving duality, uh, which is the constant and obsessive use of the number two. Furthermore, his related obsession with opposites reveals itself in such quirks as wearing clothes with dramatically different materials on each side. Uh, another of Two-Face's trademarks is that he does not always go through with his evil deeds. Every time he contemplates committing a crime, he flips a two-headed coin, one side of which is scratched. Only if the coin comes up scratched side does Two-Face commit the crime, uh, never questioning the result of the toss. Some also say Joel Shoemaker did this coin toss when attempting to do the Batman films, and of course it cannot scratch the side. Only if the coin comes up scratched does he commit the crime. Uh, recent interpretations portray this compulsion as a struggle between Dent's evil two-faced personality and his former law-abiding self. The character only made three appearances in the 40s and appeared twice in the 1950s, not counting the imposters uh, that were mentioned, uh, that we're about to mention, I guess. Uh, by this time, he was dropped in favor, back in the 50s, that is. By this time, he was dropped in favor of a more kid-friendly villain's though he did appear in the 68 issue in which Batman declared him to be the criminal he most fears. Um, and in 1971, writer Dennis O'Neill brought Two-Face back 
and it was then that he became one of Batman's arch enemies. Uh, in the wake of Frank Miller's uh, 1987 revision of Batman's origin uh, in Batman Year One, Andrew Helfer rewrote Two-Face's history to match. The origin presented in Batman Annual Number 14 served to emphasize Dent's status as a tragic character with a backstory that included an abusive alcoholic father and early struggles with bipolar disorder and paranoid schizophrenia. It was also established in Batman Year One that pre-accident Dent was a major heroic figure working as one of Batman's earliest allies, and Dent had clear ties to both Batman and Commissioner Gordon, making him an unsettling and personal foe for both men. And looking at the Dark Knight, looks like they draw a little bit more from that version of him. Exactly. During the same period, Two-Face is revealed to have murdered Jason Todd's father, uh, known as the second and hated Robin, who had been one of his henchmen. Jason Todd's father had been one of his henchmen. Todd later has Two-Face at his mercy and chooses not to kill him, embracing Batman's ideal of justice. This storyline is later mirrored in the animated series of the late 1990s with Tim Drake substituting for Jason Todd. Um, in 1989, 1989, writer Grant Morrison, and this is interesting, I didn't think Morrison was doing this kind of stuff way back then, uh, but he portrayed Dent's dependence on his coin in Arkham Asylum, a serious house on serious earth. Uh, the doctors in the asylum attempted to wean off his evil personality by taking away his coin and replacing it with a die, and eventually a tarot deck, effectively giving him 78 options. The treatment fails, however, with so many options, Dent can't even make simple decisions, and at the end of the graphic novel, Batman gives Dent his coin back, telling him to use it to decide whether to kill him. He tells Batman that the coin landed Scarface down, and Batman leaves safely. But the next scene shows the scar face up, meaning that he miraculously chose to let Batman live. In the hardcover edition, Morrison said this was because it was April Fool's Day. That's kind of quirky, <laughs> kind of strange. Um, throughout the history of the Batman's franchise, attempts have been made to repair his facial scars, but they have not yet cured his insanity. He simply destroys the one side of his face and becomes Two-Face once again. In Frank Miller's revival of Batman, The Dark Knight Returns, Bruce Wayne himself funds Harvey's re rehabilitation. However, Harvey soon returns to crime, and Batman must once again stop him from destroying Gotham. Uh, during the aftermath of the earthquake that leaves Gotham City in shambles, Two-Face carves out a sizable portion of the ruined city for himself. He takes up residence in Gotham City Hall, maintaining a relatively sophisticated lifestyle. His empire is eventually brought down by Bane, who, in the employ of Lex Luthor, devastates Two-Face's gang during his destruction of the city's Hall of Records. And Two-Face kidnaps Commissioner Gordon and puts him on trial for his activities after Gotham City was declared a no-man's land, with Two-Face as both judge and prosecutor. Gordon plays upon Two-Face's split psyche to demand Harvey Dent as his defense attorney. Uh, Dent cross-examined Two-Face and wins an acquittal for Gordon, determining that Two-Face has effectively blackmailed Gordon by implying that he had committed murders to aid the commissioner. Uh, during No Man's Land, Two-Face meets Detective Renee Montoya. Montoya reaches the Dent persona in Two-Face and is kind to him. He falls in love with her, though the romance is only one-sided, only he's in love with her. Later in the Gotham Central series comic books, he outs her as a lesbian and frames her for murder, hoping that if he takes everything from her, she will be left with no choice but to be with him. She is furious, and the two fight for control of his gun until Batman intervenes, putting Two-Face back in Arkham. 
Um, in the Two-Face one-shot book, Two-Face leads a crusade against Gotham City, culminating in the capturing of his own father to humiliate and kill on live television for the years of abuse he suffered. This story revealed that despite his apparent hatred for his father, Dent still supported him, paying for an expensive home rather than allowing him to live in a slum. At the end of the book, uh, Dent and Two-Face argue in thought, Two-Face calling Dent spineless. Dent proves Two-Face wrong, however, choosing to jump off a building and end his life, just to put a stop to his alter ego's crime spree. Two-Face is surprised when the coin flips up, scarred, but abides by the decision and jumps. Batman catches Dent, but the shock of the fall seems to at least temporarily destroy the Two-Face side of the psyche. Um, in Two-Face Strikes Twice, Two-Face is at odds with his ex-wife Gilda, um, as he believes their marriage failed because he was unable to give her children. She later marries Paul Janus, a reference to the Roman god of doors who had been who had two faces, one facing forward and the other backward. Two-Face attempts to frame Janus as a criminal by kidnapping him and replacing him with a stand-in, whom Two-Face disfigures with makeup to make it look as if Janus has gone insane, just as Two-Face had. Two-Face is eventually caught by Batman and sent away, and Gilda and Janus reunite. Years later, Gilda gives birth to twins, prompting Two-Face to escape once more and take the twins hostage, as he had erroneously believed them to be conceived by Janus using an experimental fertility drug. The end of the book reveals a surprise twist. Batman learns from Gildas that Janus is not the father of Gildas' twins, but Harvey Dent is, and some of his sperm had been frozen after a death threat had been made against him, and she used some of it to get pregnant. Batman uses this information to convince Dent to free the twins and turn himself in. In the storyline Batman Hush, Dent's face is repaired once more via plastic surgery, and this time around, only the Harvey Dent persona exists. However, he takes the law into his own hands twice. Uh, once, he uses his ability to manipulate the legal system to free the Joker. That's not a good career move. Um, and then again by shooting the serial killer Hush. He manipulates the courts into setting him free, as Gotham's prosecutors wouldn't attempt to charge him without a body. In the Batman story arc, um, Face the Face, that started in Detective Comics number 817 uh, and was part of DC's one year later storyline, it is revealed that at Batman's request and with his training, Harvey Dent actually becomes a vigilante protector of Gotham City in most of Batman's absence of nearly a year. And he is reluctant to take the job, but Batman assures him doing good would serve as atonement for his past crimes. And after a month of training, they fight Firebug and Mr. Freeze before Batman leaves for a year. Soon, Dent finds himself enjoying his new role, but his methods are seemingly more extreme and less refined than Batman's. I think that's something also that we'll see maybe in, in The Dark Knight. Um, upon Batman's return, Dent begins to feel unnecessary and unappreciated, which prompted the return of the Two-Face persona. Uh, which is seen and heard by Dent through hallucinations. In Face to Face, his frustrations are compounded by a series of mysterious killings that seem to have been committed by Two-Face. Uh, the villain KG Beast, Magpie, the ventriloquist, and Orca are all shot twice in the head with a double-barreled pistol, implying that Dent was the perpetrator. When Batman confronts Dent about these deaths, asking Dent to confirm that he was not responsible, Dent refuses to give a definitive answer, and he then detonates a bomb in his apartment and leaves Batman dazed as he flees. 
Uh, hmm, yeah, I can see how that's suspicious. Not exactly what an innocent man might, might do. But despite escaping the explosion physically unscathed to a motel, Dent suffers a crisis of conscience and a mental battle with his two-faced personality. Although evidence is later uncovered by Batman that exonerates Harvey Dent for the murders, it's too late to do anything to save him. Prompted by resentment and a paranoid reaction to Batman's questioning, Dent scars half his face with nitric acid and a scalpel, becoming Two-Face once again. Blaming Batman for his return, despite Batman's having consistently defended him to the authorities, Two-Face immediately goes on a rampage, threatening to destroy the Gotham Zoo, having retained two of every animal, including two humans, before escaping to fight Batman another day. And also on the cover of Justice League of America number 13, volume 2, Two-Face is shown as a member of the new Injustice League, and he can be seen in Salvation Run. And as far as television goes, um, Harvey Dent appeared in Batman, uh, the 1989 movie. That was back when... Um, Billy D. Williams. Yeah, that would have been a crazy interpretation of Two Face if they would have if they would have carried that out in the next movie. Um, I've heard different things about that that he wanted to do it and he was interested. Uh, but Two Face also appeared as a secondary villain in Batman Forever with Tommy Tom Lee Jones. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> uh, we went from Billy D to Tommy Lee, and things have been the same since. Harvey Dent and Two-Face <laughs> will appear in The Dark Knight, of course, and he has also appeared in Batman the Animated Series and the new Batman Adventures. He had a cameo in Justice League the series, as well as Justice League the New Frontier. Um, in video games, he's appeared in Batman the Animated Series, The Adventures of Batman and Robin for Super Nintendo, The Adventures of Batman and Robin for Sega Genesis, Batman Forever, Batman Chaos in Gotham, and he is a confirmed character in Lego Batman the video game. And that, my friends, is everything and all that you need to know about Two-Face. Yes. So, if you didn't know it, now you do. Alright, real quick, let's cover the upcoming releases. July 2nd, which has already happened, but just to make sure we catch up, Batman 678, uh, The Joker's Asylum, The Joker... Uh, Nightwing number 146, uh, July 8th, which is this, remember we have Batman Gotham Knight on DVD and Blu-ray, Batman Begins on Blu-ray, and The Batman Season 5 on DVD, July 9th we have Batman and Son, which we talked about earlier, Batman Confidential number 19, The Batman Strikes number 47, Detective Comics number 846, Green Arrow Black Canary number 10, the Huntress Year One, number five, and that's of six. And then The Joker's Asylum, Penguin. Which so, me and Apple are enjoying. Yes. Yes. We'll talk about it more on the, the comic Comics. podcast. Yes. Yeah. All right. That about wraps it up. We made it a little, slow, a little shorter with some of the other stuff, but, you know, Two-Face is a pretty extensive character, so it takes some time, so... Bear with us, we will be breaking these up, adding some sound effects to them, and releasing these hopefully before next weekend, um, and then you guys can hear those and let us and let us know how you think. So, as always, you can email us, BatmanUniversePodcast at Yahoo.com. And I'm Dustin. This is Chris. And this is Apple. And thanks for listening to the Batman Universe Podcast. We'll see you next time. 